0: Curious
1: fuckers, do we have something exciting for you? We Whoa. are launching something
2: extremely exclusive. Yeah, baby. Have you heard of Little Think of Patreon? Ooh, We are so excited <laughs> to be launching our very own Patreon just for the podcast. So you're going to be getting all types of things. Of course, it has a tier-based basis. So if you support the podcast and want to go that little extra bit and help, help your sisters out, then yeah join that will be coming. yeah
1: join become a patreon join the curious fuckers club legitimately mm-hmm. and you will hear exclusive content from reed and i and potentially other guests um, throughout the time like exclusive
2: content guys yeah it's going to be great never heard before oh. mm. only um,
1: for the curious fuckers
2: and even stuff like you know t-shirt drops you'll get the first hint at t-shirt drops so mm-hmm. please do check it out we love you all so much and thank you for all your support we love you
1: you're listening to fucks given the one with nicoletta heidegger welcome hello hi good
3: to see you both yeah
2: see see us as well we actually you can actually see us
3: which is i can i can actually see you and we were talking before that this is like a morning fuck because it's it's 8 a.m where i am which is
2: it's fucked up man i'm so sorry that ain't right (laughs) It's like 4 p.m. where we are. We've had our okay, day, yeah.
3: we've had our fucks. <laughs> I consented love... to this morning fucks, so I'm
1: in.
2: Awesome.
1: We love morning fucks. I mean, mm. morning sex is one of the best and glorious fucks of the day.
2: Eh. Yeah. The morning <laughs> glory. Uh, morning glory, glory is, is pretty delicious. I was trying to figure <laughs> out what the female version is, and I, I came up with the sunrise swole.
1: Ooh. Oh that is cute cute, that right? is so cute it doesn't have a
3: fun name but I like the morning mutual masturbation because mm. it's like you both get to stay laying down and it's not that much effort yeah um, you don't have to worry about your breath and <laughs> it's very, <Yeah>. very true. <laughs> Do you want and lay there
1: <laughs> I love that we actually <laughs> met you earlier on this year kind of at the beginning stages of the pandemic right um on yeah. your podcast mm. lots and scholars
3: Yes. Thank you so much for joining. Everybody loved the episode. It's actually one of our most recent popular
2: ones yay that's so exciting I mean firstly sluts and scholars is like the best name ever it basically Mm -hmm. it's it does what it says on the tin right (laughs) thank you (laughs) yeah it's and here we are
3: still in the pandemic however many months later I
1: know I don't think any of us thought that this would actually still be happening but here we are but you know what actually it's a good thing because we are virtually connecting and if it wasn't the pandemic then maybe we'd be recording in the studio again
2: yes and you We're might not be able plain to plain old
1: british folks. i was gonna
2: say come and join us <laughs> right, right here in london and maybe that was on your agenda but until then we just have to deal with uh, this beautiful way of connecting virtually thank you internet thank you <laughs> yes. mr internet count the blessings
1: count the blessings <laughs> <laughs> nicoletta please tell us uh, us and our curious
3: fuckers a little bit more about yourself so, as you said, my name is Nicoletta, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist mm. um, in Cal- based out of California in Los Angeles. Um, if you don't have that license there uh, in the UK, it's basically someone that deals with therapy for all kinds of people. Um, but I specialize in sex therapy. So I'm a sexologist uh, currently working mm. on, my, on my PhD. And so most of the people that come see me in my office are coming to me for something sex related. Yeah, And then when I'm not seeing clients, um, like you said, I do the podcast called Sluts and Scholars. So mm-hmm. all the things in my life revolve around sex or sex adjacent things.
1: Yeah. So you must have been so busy as a therapist recently.
3: I'm totally full. I've had to unfortunately turn people away. Um,
0: um, and so oh. have a
3: lot of my colleagues. People are reaching out like tenfold right now. Mm-hmm. I actually work for a called uh, pineapple support that does like stipended therapy for sex workers mm. and they're super inundated and full too. So things are, people are struggling right now. It's just like one fucking yeah. thing after another. Yeah. Um, but I'm really excited to do this podcast because most of the podcasts I do, I have to assume that my clients are going to listen <laughs> and they might listen to this one too, but, um, it's not often where I go on a podcast where I talk about like, my personal
2: sex life in yes. more detail. Oh yeah. we're excited uh, for that. Because it's this it, is exciting. It is interesting knowing about like a sex therapist's personal sex life. <laughs> I think I think everyone assumes it to be like amazing. And it's just like everyone else's sex life.
3: Yeah. I mean I think that there's definitely more openness to do more things, but it doesn't mean I'm having like the best sex all the time with mm-hmm. a lot of frequency. Mm-hmm. It's, it's still same struggles. I'm with my partner for four years. We have to work at it like yeah no magic here
1: here. (laughs) I did want to ask actually being a sex therapist right now is there anything like any insights that you can give us like what are people coming to what's the most common thing that people are having trouble with right now
3: I think it's the same stuff as usual but just magnified so with the couples Mm. it's feeling sick of each other (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) yeah um just not connecting sexually so especially like the longer term couples, however you want to define longer term, they're just mm-hmm. like not lining up or feeling like they don't want the same kind of sex at the same time. And that's like the most common thing that I get, just couples who like aren't lining up sexually yeah, um, and feel like they're not compatible. But a lot of times it just ends up being that their sex lives have changed from like that beginning excitement phase mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the newness, and they think that something's wrong because they can't go back to that. Yes. Yeah. As opposed to like moving forward and creating a new, a new connection together. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then for singles, I think this is true for couples too, but for singles, especially everyone is having like existential crises. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's just a lot of trauma. And I don't mean just sexual trauma, like, because, of our politics and all the things happening Mm -hmm. Um, we just had the first round of presidential debates which was a dumpster fire oh god Um, so most of the work i'm doing right now is just like grounding and emotion regulation yeah people are lonely and just triggered and Uh fucking questioning the meaning of life on a daily basis
2: i mean yeah i'm there i'm there
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's like we're all just sitting here, like holding in our tears all day,
3: every single day, right oh. now. Yeah. So then they come to my session and they're not holding it in anymore. So it's <laughs> yeah, just that's like, good. The flood <laughs> open, the release that everyone needs. Fuck number one, the last fuck. Okay, so my last fuck, um, it actually wasn't really a fuck at all. I guess how you would define fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, so I recently negotiated with my partner. We negotiated this a long time ago, but um to be able to do some kink play uh with mm. other folks outside of our relationship. Mm. And then every time that we were supposed to make that happen, some like catastrophic thing happened. The most recent was the pandemic. Okay. <laughs> um, so the partner that I was or the person and friend that I was gonna do this with um is high risk and so they haven't been seeing anybody. Oh. And so my mom is also high risk. So recently I took some time to just be able to hang out with her. So I got yeah. tested. I quarantined, got tested again, like the highest caliber of whatever safety I could. And so that made it okay for me to go see this friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we had played together at parties and things like he had spanked me in front of whoever, <laughs> um, but we hadn't gotten to do like a more in-depth, I guess what you would call a scene, Yeah. Um, So yeah, I finally got to go hang out and do a, do a scene where I just kind of got my, got my ass beat. (laughs) My ass beat. I love that.
1: (laughs) So did you, did you do that with your partner and someone else or was it just um, an individual thing?
3: It was just an individual thing. I mean, my partner was involved in that. We like checked in about it and talked about our our boundaries before we were comfortable with and, um, checked in afterwards but um, my partner wasn't there so it was just me and um, me and the friend nice. and it was it was lovely. <laughs>
1: lovely. How did it feel to finally get that after waiting like
3: so long to actually explore those kink scenes? Well I think I mean I still do some of that with my partner but yeah. this person is just more in that in that world a bit more experienced mm-hmm. um, and I was more sensitive than I thought I would be mm-hmm. because I think I haven't done like consensually beaten up in a long time so my pain, toler- <laughs> my pain tolerance was a bit um a bit low <laughs> um, but it was good i definitely like lots of lots of spanking lots of different toys and tools being used to mm-hmm. like hit my butt but there was also some fun components of like you know good girl daddy stuff which mm-hmm. i love and then lots of like
2: almost like kinky cuddling i would say ooh What's yeah, kinky I know. I, I love kinky. When it's almost <laughs> like you're like very submissive, but being cuddled. But there's like a lot, a lot of power play involved in the cuddling. Yes, um, yeah, like, and kind of like mixed in with like some rough grabs, yeah, and like
3: Ooh. that kind of thing. But yeah, I think it was it was just really nice. And because so many things are going on in the world right now, it was nice to just like let go and not have to think about anything, not have to be in charge, and to just like channel whatever I wanted into a little bit of pain which can be
1: yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, it's so healing especially when there is so much trauma and stress going on like it's such a good release actually it's actually been something that I've been craving quite a lot recently going through like a heartbreak and stuff you just kind of want to like get all those sort of pent up feelings and emotions out in some sort of way and for some reason pain seems
3: quite appealing well, I think in that in the scene there's like a lot of permission to just have like feelings and reactions and just mm. to let go and do whatever feels right. So whether that's crying, yelling, screaming, laughing, I was laughing a lot. I haven't laughed so hard in a long time, <laughs> apparently. Oh, apparently nice when I feel physical pain in kink, I laugh. Absolutely. <laughs> <they're laughs> a lot of a lot of giggling, a lot of laughter. Um it was it was nice. And I I, I wanted to bring that one up too because I think when you were saying like what's the last fuck I was like this isn't a traditional fuck like mm. we didn't do any genital stimulation stuff mm. but I walked away from it feeling good and feeling pleasure and um that's sexy to
2: me mm, yeah yeah that's yep. glorious we're not always about the traditional fucks. It's about like Mm -hmm. breaking them norms. How, how did you find it with the anticipation? Because you were, this was something that was built up for a while for you. Were you nervous about actually getting there and it not working out or it being not what you expected or disappointing or was it just perfect? Did it just work really well?
3: I wasn't nervous because this is someone I've known for years Mm -hmm. and we've like done a little bit of that at, at parties and events and things. So we had plenty of time to prepare and, like, talk about it, which I was, like, just getting tired of talking about it. <laughs> yeah. um, I think the waiting was more frustrating because I just wanted this thing that I wanted. And it was frustrating to, like, not get it mm-hmm. when I, want, I wanted it. So
1: yeah holding back I actually did want to go back to what you said at the beginning which was that you had negotiated this with your partner Mm -hmm. a long time ago and I think a lot of people want to get into these sort of things in like having a bit more of an open relationship or whether that's to discuss like getting involved in the kink scene how did you go about having that um conversation where you spoke about this with your long-term partner
3: I mean, I think, I I guess you could call it lucky, but because of my job, I think the sex conversation starts pretty early. So I've been with my partner for for years now. So I think there wasn't any secret that I was interested in like certain sexual things and like exploring sexuality. Um, And I made pretty clear early on in our relationship that I'm not like fully monogamous and I have these interests and some of those things line up with my partner and other things like we do just because I think uh, my partner knows that I'm interested in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the conversation started early on and I would say it's just like a slow burn, um, which can sometimes be frustrating to have to like wade through the patience of it. Yeah. Um, but the slow burn first, it would just be like sharing fantasies and then like checking in about feelings. And then and then we would maybe go to a party where the, my partner could like watch um, this happening to other people. Um, and then we would sort of like fantasize and talk about it and work that into our sex life. And then I would take it a step further. And I I mean, for me, I just kind of share, try to share openly what my fantasy is mm-hmm. and then give my partner time to see how that makes him feel. Mm. Yeah. That's that's, that's really good. I think that's really good advice
1: that I think a lot of the time people do reach out to us about a lot. It's like how like I'm really interested in this kink. Like, how do I do like how do I even talk about this?
3: Mm-hmm. I, I mean you just do and it just takes yeah. practice mm-hmm. um I mean, if you're really struggling you know go to a go to a therapist or somebody like me that you can help yeah that you know, like, can can sort of like moderate that conversation yeah um but i think i think it's important and if you can't talk about that stuff with yourself you're going to need to practice that first too to figure that's, it out and then that's... practice talking about it with your partner and even for me like I, I have all these skills and I teach people about it but it's still scary sometimes. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's both because I like want to be able to to advocate for what I want but also because I don't know how the other person's going to respond. Mm-hmm. Like I can't control it. So it's it's vulnerable and and still sometimes scary, but yeah. I always feel better after I've shared it even if my partners like, you know, I'm not really comfortable with that yet. I still feel a little better because I was able to like share this thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Fuck number two,
2: the best fuck.
3: Okay, best fuck. Um, honestly, my, I was thinking hard on this one. My best fuck is always me. Yes! Ooh, yeah, yeah. I love that. That's so, cute. like, yes, there's something much different to get from partners in terms of the connection or whatever, but... Um, I think I'll always be my best partner. So probably the best one. I always thought I was like a one and done kind of person, like one orgasm. And I was like, okay, don't touch me. I'm finished. Like
2: make me yeah. a sandwich
3: kind of thing. <laughs> like, but I recently, I guess a year ago, my friend invited me to this masturbation retreat um, with Betty, oh, Betty oh, yeah. And it was like, Essentially, to shorten it, it was, like, 50 women, like, masturbating in a room together, like, in the woods wow. in upstate New York. <laughs> but wow. That was wild. But the best part about it, so I always thought I was just, you know, one orgasm type of person. But the the women that I was there with were, like, really encouraging me to, like, try again and, like, kind of push push through that glass yeah. orgasm ceiling, mm-hmm, I guess. hmm and so I literally had like somebody like cheerleading me on, <laughs> not even not even in a sexual way, like a a female friend that was like, "You got this, bitch," <laughs> um, while I was like masturbating. Um, and so I was able to have like two and three orgasms for like the first time ever. Oh, um, and so that was just really meaningful and powerful. Um, yeah in a room for other people yeah and so since then it's I mean even before then I think it was always me and I think it always will be me so
2: mm-hmm. I that <laughs> that. it's a good answer it should be everyone's answer for sure um <laughs> oh, I mean because yeah, it, it's the only thing that's not gonna change <laughs> yeah baby only just get better but the whole yeah. multiple orgasm thing is something that we all have to learn it's almost like you do have to push through that uncomfortable part of the oversensitivity of after you've come Mm. and believe in yourself. And I think that the first time I ever saw somebody multiple orgasm was when Florence and I went on set with Erica Lust and we did the multi-orgasmic brunch where... one of the performers. Luna
1: Luna Corazon.
2: Yeah, Luna Carazone. She can literally come like over and over again. But like we're talking mm. like in the 40s, like 30s, 40s region. Wow. Um and she just gets addicted to it. And I was like, I want to do that. And so I, I practiced at home. And and yeah, once you're right, it's like that glass ceiling where you once you hit through it, you're like, oh my, I can actually do this. It's it's mm. possible. It's physically possible. It's uncomfortable for a while because you're trying to figure out how best to maneuver your body and to enjoy the sensations without it just being too much. And sometimes you might need a, a minute stop, especially mm-hmm. if I can't come. If I'm like solo masturbating and my clit's not playing ball, it's like, no, no, not today, bitch. And I'm like, no, 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 we're fucking playing today. You're doing this. <laughs> um, and you have to be like, okay, I give you a few, a few second like stop and then I'm going to fucking come at it again, like with the, <laughs> with the wand. And, um, and it's so different for
3: everyone. Like, I think there are some people who it happens
2: naturally and like quickly
3: because they just have a, a different kind of like reaction and refractory yeah. period and sensitivity and then for those of us who maybe it doesn't come as naturally literally you do kind of have to like squeeze it out a little bit I
1: think yeah push it. yeah I think it's also sex education and what mm-hmm. it t- like taught us because obviously sex was always like ending in the male ejaculation mm-hmm. so it you kind of just thought like people only orgasm once
3: mm-hmm. yeah So
1: after that experience did you continue like having like multiple orgasms every time you masturbate or is it like
3: a special occasion thing? It's definitely not every time I mean sometimes I'm sometimes I'm in the mood to try sometimes I'm not in the mood sometimes if it feels like it's not gonna happen I mean like there are times when like Reed was saying you can kind of push through it but other times I'm like "Eh, it's not gonna happen yeah um but I also think you can expand the definition of, of orgasm too, just like you can expand the definition of sex. So I think we're all this genital definition of orgasm, but you know, there are ways to practice different mindfulness things in your body, kind of like a tantric approach to where different feelings Mm -hmm. and sensations, like I was talking about with the kink thing can feel pleasure filled. And so with that, I think everyone has the capability to be, Multi orgasmic in their body. It just takes practice in figuring out what else you like and yeah. really trying to get into your body. But it, it's it's an ongoing practice for sure. Mm. I'm
1: still intrigued about this um, masturbation retreat.
3: Like what? <laughs> okay, so it was for um, she's sadly on her way out. Uh, she also believes in aliens. But Betty Dodson <laughs> is. It was her 90th birthday. So if you don't oh. know her, Betty Dodson started. In like the 70s leading these masturbation circles helping wow. people with vaginas like find their pleasure and find their orgasm so, so it would so just cool. be like a circle of women in her apartment like masturbating <laughs> and so it's continued to till, till today um they actually featured it i'm not a fan of goop but they featured it in the like goop sex special uh, yeah, um, yeah. So you can find out more about it in that one that was the sex episode was actually a pretty good episode Mm-hmm. Um, the rest I would not recommend. But anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, the the retreat was to celebrate her ninetieth birthday, and wow. um, most of the folks who were going had already participated and and knew her pretty well. But I went as a guest with a friend who was who was speaking, and so they they rented out this retreat center in upstate New York, and it was a combination of like talk and yeah just like things that you could attend and, and learn about sex and sexuality and then yeah. they have these things called erotic recess where you just masturbate um but yeah the approach is called body sex that's what their classes are called
1: amazing
3: um, so 50 women in a room just like yeah masturbating.
1: i love that she's still so, doing this at 90 as well oh yeah that's fucking amazing. amazing sounds like a legend that's
3: probably where she's lived that long
2: yeah it's probably because of masturbation yeah. oh my god have we just found the answer that, that blood flow just keep masturbating masturbation. but then well, what is it when people say about like oh no I'm gonna stop masturbating for a while or I'll stop watching porn for a while like I want to I want to know some science behind whether or not that actually does stuff to you. I was talking about desensitization with toys as well recently and like is that a real thing is it like a mental thing is it a physical thing um, I know this is completely I mean, off on a tangent.
3: My first reaction is that as long as it's not shame-based, that it's okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, when I think of people doing like No Fap November or whatever, like it's usually coming from this group of folks who think that like sex and like masturbation like take away your energy as opposed yeah. to like energy. And, and I'm not a fan of that. But I also don't know. I don't want to shame people for coming in the way that's most reliable for them. So mm-hmm. like if porn is a good Yes. This
2: is a this is an advert from BetterHelp Therapy online. This is an ad from BetterHelp Therapy online.
1: Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get like matched. Just fill out. <clears throat> Why is it so hard to do? I'm like looking that way, I can't <laughs> do this. <laughs> Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge.
2: With over a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety... <laughs> ...of expertise. <laughs> with over a thousand... With over a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. Do you need to say that again? This episode is sponsored by Beducated.
1: As you all know, I've been on a little bit of a celibacy journey. <laughs> Meaning I haven't had sex in over a month. So I've been looking into how I can experience more pleasure with my solo sex. And this is where Beducated comes in. Because they have all the courses that I need to learn how to do like sensual reawakening with my vulva and tantric massage. And also... We're sharing Beducated with you.
2: Yes. I mean, what's not better in masturbation, mate, to actually take the time to focus on yourself and your own pleasure and masturbate
1: and it's literally good for you it releases all your happy hormones and reduces stress there's literally no reason not to masturbate
2: so florence what have you been learning in your course
1: i've been learning techniques that i have never tried before when it comes to masturbation which areas are more sensitive and which bits turn me on more the
2: technique thing has been blowing my mind. Like the way that the language is used and, you know, it's it's people just like us teaching. It's not, I don't know, it's not someone sitting there in a lab coat. It's people who have had these experiences. I was learning from Lola Jean. She's like the squirt queen, right? And the way that she talks about even just like not going straight into G-spot stimulation, she's explaining everything that... You know, if you have an oversensitive G-spot, you might not want to go in with direct penetration. You want to explore and give pleasure to your G-spot externally, you know, not necessarily on the clitoris. Yes. I feel like if I keep going and I keep practice with this, I will be able to squirt.
1: And if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, you can try Beducated with 50% off the yearly pass with our coupon code Come
2: Curious. That's C O M E We wanted to tell
1: you about our Patreon! We just wanted to say that we're independent and this is a really good way for independent podcasts to fund themselves.
2: You can find all the links to the right stuff in the show notes, in the description, and of course on our social media, on our little link tree. So yeah, check it out and come say
3: hi! outlet for you, if your intense magic wand is a good outlet for you, like, there's no need to do it differently. But Mm. now there is something to be said for like getting used to something just like I was used to only orgasming once. And so I think if you're going into it with more a curiosity of like, okay, will this change what I'm interested in? Will this expand what I'm interested in? Um, how can I try some new things and touch myself in different ways and see what else is possible? Then I think it's then I think it's cool.
0: Root insurance puts you in control. That's why GoDaddy does more to help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online so any small business can make a change. We need a new generation of thinking. Your way of thinking. Start different at GoDaddy.com. Fuck number three.
2: The
3: fantasy fuck. So, I have been able to do a lot of the stuff that I've, like, that I think are possible, human-wise. <laughs> yeah. right. So my, my fantasy fuck is something that, like, couldn't... Well, I, I mean, maybe it could happen if you if you believe. Um, <laughs> I love aliens. Yeah, oh, baby! Yeah. Oh, yeah! So, not, like, not the tentacle aliens. I'm not into... I mean, sure, I'll watch it, but, like, the tentacle porn is not my thing. Mm-hmm. It's more about this, like, all-knowing creature that is like superhuman yeah. and doesn't have like yeah. the human flaws but is like smarter better sexier faster stronger
2: <laughs> that's like some daft punk song <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> okay but it's like that and
3: so my fantasy would be some like sexy alien abduction where oh I don't want to be like necessarily probed non-consensually, but I guess that could mm. be a little fun because in my fantasy, it's like consensual. Yeah. I think it's more about like being captured by this entity that is this all knowing creature and then, but it looks a little more humanoid, like humanistic, I guess. Or yeah. has like a sort of human Can you relate shell.
2: it to, a, to like an alien that we might've seen in films or, you know, what, what oh, does it look like it to you?
3: The, the old Roswell show. They just look like hot teenagers. (laughs) What? I need to check this out. I won't say. I mean, they're not actually teenagers. They're all like twenty-five, but I mean, they look like hot young people. The Roswell
2: show. Roswell? Did I watch that? It feels like it rings a bell.
3: There's a new remake of it, but I would I would recommend uh, the old one. So they so (laughs) they
2: take a human form. Yeah uh uh-huh. mm. yeah okay yeah, I get they
3: take it and far, but there's like something off yeah it's like, like just a little bit off, <laughs> like, little avatar. Bit
1: off. like avatar because the avatars were super super hot and they were but they were just like larger than life which would also Could be. Could you
2: imagine cool. how big them dicks were? <laughs> Fucking hell! But they didn't have dicks, They just like connected yeah, their hair, connected their hair yeah, and just like yeah. I don't know, like hair fucked their animals. Like, I, yeah. I was so down for that shit. But that's
3: also what I like about the alien thing because then the fantasy is also it's not just penetrative. It's like they've got some high frequency energy that's just mm-hmm. like beyond the bounds of pleasure. But I think because this is a common thing that I like when I think of. Aliens, ghosts, vampires, like anything otherworldly or supernatural. It's like having this, I think, convincing this entity that like I'm special. Yes. yes. Uh (laughs) I want to be a special girl. And so being able to have this thing being like, oh, I chose you because you're special and you've like changed my perspective Mm -hmm. on the human race. And I want to be with you because you're the most special in the oh. galaxy
2: and we are yeah. all those special people like we all deserve to be abducted and bitten by <laughs> vampires and <laughs> stolen by aliens because we're all that special it's yeah. so oh true my but that God. is like the ultimate fantasy you're so right it's about it's about like you you chose me out of the whole human race you chose love me love it yeah like you were evil but like for me you're not because
3: I obviously changed you know? <laughs> yeah yeah because Which they are scary we often do when we're like dating shithead where we're like yeah for me yeah it's, it's kind of
1: like i guess it's like the vampire fantasy in a way because it's this like monster something that is actually quite scary and could pot- potentially kill us but for
2: you they, they won't hurt they you go they're good. just gonna give you pleasure <laughs> exactly uh and then my <laughs> I mean, they won't hurt you synthesize. unless you like <laughs> it uh, as soon as they go good i'm like ah fuck this i'm out no. <laughs> <laughs>
3: But it's the fact that, they know, that you know they might kill you, but yeah. like, yeah, not- <laughs> like, like yeah, you could
2: snap you- my neck in a second, but yeah, you're still here for me. That is so <laughs> true. Um, I actually started
1: writing this like little erotic novel, which it wasn't an erotic, it wasn't an erotic novel. It was like almost like I was, I was like, this would be such a great porno if we could like make some CGI shit
3: happen. Mm-hmm. Um, Send it to me. I know, I'm waiting for a fucking porn that has like avatar level. Yes. Yes, so this. Other than like some dude dressed in a Martian costume. Whoa, or, yeah, like,
2: ten- whoa, guys, it, it's out there. I'm like watching a lot of CGI <laughs> porn at the moment. It is out there. Really? Yeah, it's fucking sick. But, Although- with, but with real people as well. No, no. Like, it's so CGI. it's like a mix. Yes. No, I don't want that. I don't want the
3: anime. I want no, no, no. Oh, yeah. well.
1: Okay. In All this, right. in this one that I was writing, um, it was this kind of like blue alien figure, a bit like Avatar, but not. So they look more human than um the avatars. You said
3: Avatar so many times. I know what your fantasy is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but um, the big old blue so
3: dick. They end up. You, did you have you
1: ever? What, what is that film with Scarlett Johansson or, in where they end up in this like? blank black space and there's kind of like wet floor um but yeah so this alien transports um the woman into this space and his penis like as it gets erect it like blooms into this like magical flower
2: and, that and then obviously like Avatar.
1: if it's inserted into you it will like fill you up completely mm. and hit all the right spots
2: well that, that's exactly <laughs> why people like alien <laughs> and plants and tentacles because it's not just that penis shape that is just like a penis shape it, it like It like opens up and it doesn't just go into your, you know, it's like filling up. It goes into your cervix and your ovaries and like into every little nook and cranny and space that makes you feel fucking Mm -hmm. good. That's so good. I want it. I would want the
3: flower to like fill me emotionally too. Like fill. Yes.
2: four. yeah or like mm-hmm. up inside my intestines and out of my nipples like i wanted to go extreme here <laughs> whoa whoa <laughs> just start lactating lactating like yes! a like blue ink
1: yes! <laughs> 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 oh my god okay so if anyone is like a really great cgi artist and wants to work on a porno with us all in collaboration yes like, given turns into a porno then yeah hit us up Fuck number four. The what the fuck.
3: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So there's so many of these. (laughs) The one that comes to mind most, um, I was hooking up, uh, this was in my single days, and I was hooking up with a couple um, that I had met online. And We started, you know, hooking up, and when it was time for, like, the fucking part, this guy went and put his sneakers on. Wait, what? Was Was he naked? (laughs) He was fully naked. Uh Uh-huh. And he went and put his sneakers on, and, like, watching him fuck his partner to, like, the beat of the music. (laughs) Like he wanted the sneakers on so he could have good traction on the floor. Whoa. Oh, my my gosh. They also weren't, like, cool sneakers. They were, like, dad sneakers. Like, oh, I don't know. I was just... There's not a lot of things that I, like, shame or find weird. But I just, like, <laughs> that just dried me up. I was, like, this is... <laughs> I am not a fan of whatever this is that is happening now. Like, I cannot get on board with these, like, kids for sex.
2: I kind of get, like, the traction thing and fucking to the beat, but... Uh, I mean, uh, there is a huge trainer sneaker fetish thing out there. Like, I'm fully for it. Like, especially old, really? filthy sneakers. Yeah, massive, huge in the gay community. Well, then um, you I'm-
3: whoever out there, you would have loved this. There is something for everybody. Oh yeah. And like I said, I've I've seen and heard all the things in my practice. So there's like nothing that like makes me really like weird out or that yeah. or strange, but. The sneaker thing just really took me by surprise. Yes. I, yeah, not, that it is it weird. me personally.
2: I mean, not weird, but just interesting.
1: Like, yeah. It takes you out the
2: moment. Well, it's the fact that he put them back on. <laughs> like, he
3: didn't leave them on. He put them back weird, on. Well, yeah, because he had to take his pants off and all the other stuff. But then it was like, oh, now it's time to fuck. Let me put my gear on.
2: Yeah. It's my, my fucking, fucking
3: gear.
1: gear. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Maybe because um, it's shit. like a
1: workout and he wants to feel like
2: he's doing some exercise. Did, I mean, did you did you ask ask him why or was it was it just like I'm just going to leave you traction, to for the her. traction. Yeah, for the traction wow maybe we're missing out maybe we all need to put here. our fucking trainers back on i and- mean look, i stayed i stayed <laughs>
3: open and i tried and i just ended up not being attracted to him yeah. yeah yeah
1: well it's a bit of a weird thing having someone that's completely nude and just the trainers on like it takes you a little bit out of the well, well hold, hold up now like, like i have a
2: huge thing with boots if there was just someone naked oh, with yeah. fucking okay. boots so on oh yeah. my days like we're talking like dm combat Oh, yeah. okay that's the <gasps> army boot oh dear <laughs> god i'm fucking okay, like you know, river I, nile I, I right
3: now one, but mm. this was it was almost like he had to go into like work mode like he was, oh was like, focus and i got my sneakers on and i'm gonna sex and it was like i i don't know there was something about that i imagine mode. it being like crocs
2: <laughs> like imagine if it was like crocs with yeah i need the traction guys <laughs> here's my crocs on I bet someone does it with crocs. I bet oh, you they yeah. fucking do. I bet you there's a croc fetish out there. Please oh, in. Sure. 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 Sure.
3: Yes.
1: Oh my gosh. This this reminds me of um I don't know whether anyone's watched this, but that programme on Netflix, she's gotta have it. And um it's all about this woman called Nola Darling in New York and one of the people that she fucks is called Mars and he always leaves his sneakers on during like when he fucks he he just can't take them off so that's what that's what my mind like immediately went to but he was like socks too you know like socks too I get the socks socks thing
2: my first boyfriend for a year and a half I never took my socks off once in front of them once i like because i hated my feet i had like a real hang up on my feet now i fucking love them and i'm like yes suck my goddamn toes but back then you know you get weird hang-ups about shit Mm. and i never took my socks off
1: the last person i fucked actually left their socks on the whole time and then i asked him i was like why why have you still got your your socks on he was like oh i only take them off at home he was i'm too embarrassed of my feet they're a bit gross and when i'm when i when When i'm at someone else's place i don't
2: take them off (laughs) (laughs) oh there's like some serious feet embarrassment going around Uh, yeah why man like why oh maybe it's this projection thing maybe I hid my feet for so long because I knew it turned me on having my feet being touched and like enjoyed and so I was like repressing that feeling I think people's like
3: traumas often turn into their fetishes
2: yeah that is true yeah of
1: people that don't like feet and think feet are gross actually fucking love feet yeah
3: they just love them too much get Yeah, the to
1: <laughs> fuck number five the fuck that changed the game
3: okay so this one isn't like a good one i would say but <clears throat> i i knew i was interested in getting into the therapy field and in college, I was starting to date this new guy and we, had, you know, just kind of started hooking up and I was already pretty, I would say like sex positive at the time, just cause I knew I was interested in like the field of, of sex and, and mental health stuff in some mm-hmm. way, shape or form, but not exactly knowing what I wanted to do with it yet. And so he was doing something that I like wanted done differently. And so I said in what I thought was like the most supportive way, like, Hey, I really like, I would really like when you do this instead. Um, And he like stopped and was like, I know what I'm doing. Jesus (laughs) Christ. Oh my God. What a reaction. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this has really like nailed it in, not literally, that like (laughs) people are so repressed and ashamed about sex stuff. I should be able to say clearly what I want and what I need and have somebody say thank you. And yeah. fucking try to do it and not be defensive. And so to me yeah. that that is often a memory just in this point that like sent me on this career trajectory. Mm, um, yeah, because I think, ah, that's cool, I, think I think it was like the yeah, the last nail in it to just really yeah feel like we need this this is ridiculous
2: yeah yep. that's we need shame. to be talking about sex because i'm sure we've all been there like whether or not we've done it physically but if someone says oh can you do that i'm sure there's something has clicked in our own minds when we were younger and gone mm. oh my god all this time i've been doing it wrong rather than actually thinking like oh no this person just likes it differently and also thank you for being honest with me because it's a hard thing to do mm. trying to stop yourself and just appreciate somebody's utter honesty with and like just the communication being like thank you for telling me it's I mean it's yeah. it's like if we make yeah, a mistake that they no trust one, you enough
3: that they yeah. care about you enough to share this vulnerable thing with you
2: no one likes to be told that they're wrong no one even if it's said in the no. most nice way so being the bigger person just being like that's hard to do fuck thank you like I'm gonna sit and process this even if I can't do it right now but just thank you for speaking your truth I think People need to learn how to communicate as well, mm-hmm. because I
1: think in a lot of circumstances in sex, people will either not say anything at all or say it in mm-hmm. a very negative way. Yeah, like so I
2: remember, jump out of them.
1: Yeah, I remember I gave someone head once and I was feeling like a bit awkward and I wasn't really into it. Um, so obviously wasn't doing my best at all. And then afterwards he said, you're going to have to get better at that.
2: Oh my God, what kind of, way- why would you even say that though? That's so deep. Oh
1: no and i was just thinking like just because i didn't like your fucking dick that's why i was not good at it you know like
2: what a way to communicate I also felt like you're yeah, gonna I have to get better at that. that's fucked <sighs> up you, that would I mean, not me. no no i would have been pissed off be like why didn't no. you tell me during why didn't you say it in a completely different way why don't you tell me what you like rather than waiting till the end yeah. of a shit blowjob oh. yeah
1: and also it's so much better when someone communicates with you through like um, the first time that I gave head after like being in my long-term relationship, I hadn't really, I didn't, I wasn't that confident with blowjobs and mm-hmm. stuff like during that relationship. It didn't happen that often. Like, But afterwards I was like, okay, I like, need to get over this hurdle. I need to like learn. And I really wanted to learn. So I just told who I was um, fucking. I was like, guide me through like what you what you want and what you like because I want to do this in the best way possible for you and it was such an amazing experience
2: mm. it being taught like firsthand is so be- and it's exactly the same if, if someone's between your legs and just being comfortable enough to say oh my god I, re- I really like it when you touch there like that's the place right there mm. or oh, do you mind slipping a finger in oh actually that's too rough or too you know that that bit's too sensitive i, I and and having that confidence too it's the same with yeah. with giving head I like asking those questions I like oh how how sensitive is your head do you like your foreskin over it do you like your balls being played with and licked do you like it soft hard do you want me to deep throat you so much that I puke or do you want nice mm-hmm. little kisses like tell me tell me I want to know everyone's yeah. so different and most of the time you just get like just just do what you just do that that what you're doing there is yeah. <laughs> the <same."> like okay <laughs> But But like you said, people think that if
3: you quote unquote correct them, that it means they're wrong as opposed to
2: we're all different.
3: And it's just like we all like different foods or we all like different ways of getting a massage. Like it's just different. So you're not wrong. You're just learning this new person what about
1: for people that do feel like really offended when they get like little pointers and advice um like what, what how do they go about kind of taking that barrier down and like being open to criticism and tips
3: i mean i'm biased i think they should go to like a sex therapist <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we we also think the same like yeah. go to a fucking therapist <laughs> well because to me it's, it's deeper issues and i wouldn't necessarily blame them it doesn't mean i like would want to be with them in that moment as a partner but um i think yeah it has to do especially if it's a penis owning person i think there's this pressure on like sexual performance and what that says about you and what that means about you and how much of a man you are um and then for people with vaginas it's about like you know are you being a good hostess for like this dick or whatever (laughs) like there's all these pressures so i think it's um working on your self-confidence, working on your self-esteem, breaking down these like cultural narratives that you thought were normal and like really unpacking, like what that defensiveness is about. Um, Cause it makes sense given all that we like teach or don't teach young people about sex. Yeah. Um, so it's, I mean, it's understandable. And, and I think giving, giving the feedback, I really like the, what I call the shit sandwich technique, mm-hmm. which is like, say the nice thing, say the shit and then say the nice thing yes so it's like let's say you're wanting this blowjob differently from Florence (laughs) instead (laughs) of being like you need to get better at that I would say like oh it was like so nice like watching you down there and like I'm so glad to finally connect with you and you know I really could have I really would have appreciated it a little more if you um gagged on my dick in this way like it really turns me on thanks so much for like hearing me out um I really appreciate you being willing to you know try something new
2: Mm. well I am moist and I want to give you this (laughs) blowjob fucking hell so (laughs) communicated like that wow we would just we would all have much better sex I mean it was a little therapist sounding
3: but find a way that you can give the shit sandwich without like yeah Yeah. just like the supportive thing and then the like request and then the supportive thing Mm as opposed to like don't do that or fix this or whatever angry thing in the moment
1: fucking hell this week's sex story is i spent quarantine with a guy i was in a rather toxic relationship with until we were able to move about and i wasn't sure how to get out of it or even sure if it was toxic After this time, I met a guy and had been building a connection. We decided to act in this connection after open discussions as a whole. The first night we spent together, we didn't fuck and the sexual tension was electric. When we finally fucked, it was a key in lock situation and honestly the best sex. Thanks to his open honesty and our open relationship, it has allowed me to explore myself deeper. I have always found it hard to come and have been experimenting with this in an easy way, flirting with myself. I have been using Oh My God Yes to try new techniques, but I have found one that seems to be truly working, breathing. I have always felt like it isn't sexy to be loud or get carried away, but in this safe space, I just went for it. And like... And the last time we hooked up, he went down on me in the kitchen. And because I was above in the situation, I went for it, breathing and taking my head out of out of it a bit, allowing my pussy to feel the whole sensation. Using his tongue and fingers, he managed to make me squirt. Oh, hell yeah.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: that is awesome. Definitely. I love it when like people... Fully let themselves go. Yeah, and it's a hard
2: thing to do. Like, especially if you are used to being able to let yourselves go. But there are so many factors in life that just make you stop a lot like letting go. Mm-hmm. And whether mm-hmm. or not that's your living situation, or the stresses that you're under, or even mm-hmm. if you just don't want to ruin your nice pretty bed sheets, which is what I find myself having issues with a lot <laughs> um and just being able like hotel sex is so good yeah. for that where you just don't give a fuck about anyone near you and you can just absolutely mm-hmm. completely release so good yeah. on this girl. Yeah, yes. Yeah.
1: I also love that that it's just a really, really simple technique to letting go completely.
2: Just breathe. Breathing, yes. But how do you breathe? Because saying somebody, yeah, just breathe. Like, we all breathe. That's It's, it's more like, what, cognitively engaging your breathing. So mm. recognising your breathing and being able to breathe in deep and breathe out longer. Like, I mean... Do you have, do you have anything to add to that, Cutie Pie? Is sitting there with your therapist face on. <laughs> I know I'm not.
3: Um. So I think yes, breathing. A lot of people think that holding their breath during orgasm is like the thing to do. I think it's because they yeah. don't get do full release, or they think they have to like squeeze the orgasm out. Um, yeah. But it, it really can like limit your pleasure potential holding your breath. So breathing is definitely good. And yeah, like you said, not all breaths are created equal. So play around with what kind of breathing impacts you differently. I would say generally nose breathing is more of like a yogic, like a yoga calming Mm. breath um, that like calms your central nervous system. And mouth breathing more of the panting is more of like an excitatory breath that like people often do when they're having sex. So I would say play around with it and see what kind of breathing impacts you differently. Like the
2: short burst, you're like... (laughs) <laughs> yeah you're like oh yeah. shit it's coming <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and so I
3: try to expand that a little bit see what happens when you like breathe it deeper some longer mm-hmm. slower breaths when you know it's you're, you're about to come
1: yeah we did um, a YouTube video a while ago with Grace Hazel if anyone's interested in checking it out if they are having trouble orgasming because she goes through some really great breath techniques with us and so many people have commented on that video being like, I orgasmed for the first time ever after using these techniques. Oh my God, that's
2: so good. And, and she also talks about how if you prematurely ejaculate or um, if you have, uh, you have j- delayed ejaculation, then how to breathe like through your body and out your dick or in your dick and back into your body if you're trying to hold it in. It's really fascinating stuff. It reminds mm-hmm. me of
3: the flower through your intestines and out your tits. Yes, fuck <laughs> my nipples,
2: give me that blue goo.
1: <laughs> oh my god, everyone's just gonna have that
2: image sketched into their minds. Forever. Good, sketch it
3: for us. Send
1: it over.
2: <laughs> yes, if,
3: if anyone yes.
2: can like do, please, we need some of this. We need some like sketches. <gasps> I want some like flowery thing up, all up in my goop, out my nipples. Like I just want it. Oh, that'd be so good. Okay,
1: it is time for us to fuck off, unfortunately. Nicoletta, it's been such a pleasure. I've enjoyed every single one of your stories. It's been Thanks amazing. You've so had
2: some incredible stories. Thank you so much for sharing. And please tell our curious fuckers where they can find you. You can find me, it's such a long name, at
3: um, or you can find me at slutsandscholars.com. Um, I'm on Instagram at Sluts and Scholars, on Twitter at Sluts Scholars, and I hope to hear from
2: you. Yeah,
1: definitely. Go and check out and definitely listen to the podcast, Sluts and Scholars. It's awesome.
2: It's good. Yeah, especially our episode. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yes,
1: definitely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everyone. So remember to rate this podcast, subscribe to it if you haven't already and leave us a review. And I'm putting this here again because some hater on Apple Podcasts gave us loads of one-star reviews. So now we have to uh, make sure we get lots of five stars to make our rating go higher. So, <laughs>
2: Like the manipulation. <laughs> <laughs> the manipulation. I
1: die. And leave us a nice review as well just because it's lovely. Mm, but
2: the best thing um... you can do is share our podcast cast of those who you think will like it as well as check us out on instagram at come curious as well as our personal instagram accounts read amber x and florence bark and if you have a sex question or story please email
1: it in at fks given podcast at gmail.com
2: i just thought fks is like fks twigs right fks Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, that's dyslexia slipping out. I was like, oh my God, is she Fox twigs? Is that, have I just had some realization of like, it's Fox twigs. Oh okay. All right. I'm, I'm back. I'm back down. Like the aliens have put me back down now. It's all good. I prefer Fox oh twigs God. to formerly known as twigs. Fox yeah. Twigs. Yeah. Fox twigs. Uh, twigs, if you're listening to this, please come on our show so I can embarrass myself more. <laughs> <laughs> okay everyone, you will hear us next week.
1: Next week. Yeah. Bye. Uh-huh.
0: Root insurance puts you in control. Root is a new type of car insurance that uses the sensors in your smartphone to look deeper than other insurers. Here's how it works. Download the Root app, hit the road, and we'll take care of the rest. The app measures your driving behavior, like turning and braking, and gives you a custom rate based primarily on your driving. The better you drive, the better your rate, meaning good drivers could save hundreds. Visit joinroot.com today to get started. Disclaimers may apply. See joinroot.com for details.